2: I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, on December the 17th, 2007. Newcomers look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com for lots of information, which hopefully will try and bring you into a reality, a, a different reality than the one, a higher reality than the one you're in, when you're in is primarily indoctrinated delusion. In going to the site you can get lots of previous talks and it's full of information on how we got here why it works so well the whole system that is and also look into alan watt sentinel.eu where you can download transcripts and pass them around in the various languages of europe it's interesting to watch the, the spring in the sky is still going on, of course, it's a done deal. Uh, there's an oversight committee on uh, aerospace uh, and the Pentagon and so on. we they've admitted they're doing this, and and one side of the, their mouth they're talking about saving us from global warming, and on the other hand, they talk about the military purposes that it has, and of course, it's a latter uh, that's really true because it's being used. To modify the weather and convince you there's a big crisis in global warming and we must all react accordingly as we get conditioned into a completely new way of living or existing because the world they're bringing in is going to be one of your own servitude, you'll serve the system. Servitude is a key term they're all using today. Tonight the, the weather plummeted to minus 12 Fahrenheit and it's minus 24 centigrade. And I think all Canadians, and some of the North Americans, ones to the north of the border there, should all get together and complain to the military industrial complex because we're paying the biggest carbon taxes and so on for Kyoto. And where is our share of global warming? Where, where has it gone? We aren't getting value for money. We're getting frozen up here. So we should all get a big organization together and complain to all the politicians to make sure we get our warming and representation for all this taxation because it's freezing right now. And as we go through all these changes, these conditioned changes will be conditioned all our lives from every program you've watched, every cartoon you've watched, uh, every nature program, love the animals, love the trees, all that stuff. We've all been conditioned to. Our present state, which is a form of la la land, with big boys, have as conditioned ready to go, to go into the new system of almost an earth worship. Must save the earth at all costs, and that sounds all nice and wonderful. After all, it is your home. But the ones behind all this and telling us to do it are the same foundations that run the corporations that exploit the planet Earth and have moved vast mountains in order to get certain minerals and laid waste to various jungles uh, down through the last few centuries. It's the same boys who are pushing this this greening movement because the greening movement is a form of straitjacket. We'll all have to live accordingly to the new system. we have to serve the poor old planet. And they'll give us our new priesthood, which will be comprised of uh, technocrats and bureaucrats who run it all for us. And we'll all bow down to them. We'll bow down for our food or water. We'll bow down for our existence to these new priests who are coming along. They're already set up, in fact. Most will quite enjoy it. Back with more after the following messages. back with cutting through the matrix and uh, after my last gripe about uh, where's our share of global warming to say we should all get together get a big organization together because we're paying the biggest amount of taxes here to to save the old planet and we should get our fair share of global warming tell your member of parliament or your congressman today but getting into this other field of where the future is going and where it's actually at we tend to be segregated in the generations uh, by design, of course. It wasn't so long ago that generations grew up and even wore the same clothes as the great-grandparents wore. The fashion never changed. All of that is a fairly recent phenomena in the, the course of history. We, we have been guided or shepherded along in uh, not not haphazardly, but in a planned way because the elite said a long, long time ago the biggest problem they had was to control the minds of the population. And it's not difficult to control the minds of the population as long as you can indoctrinate all of the population in the same cultural upbringing or education. For centuries and thousands of years, in fact, religions did it very very well and you'd bounce off your opinion of the world and your immediate environment to those around you and they'd bounce it back and you tend to all agree because the only information you had about reality at all came from your religion uh, which was indoctrinated into the culture itself so everyone would agree with you everyone would agree with you that hell was down there somewhere and if you were bad you'd burn forever And if you're good, you might just get a chance to go up to the clouds and and become a musician and and play a harp and stuff like that. And everyone would nod their heads and agree. Uh, So uh, it's simply gone on a step further. We have a a better scientific indoctrination today. And the movie Matrix wasn't just a happenstance movie uh, where people fought battles inside the program's the internet—it's actually a goal. Now, talked before of how the Pentagon and CIA and all the, the combination of the secret services of the world, really at the top and all the top countries, are working towards this, uh, this this agenda to rob the minds of the public, what's left of them, and bring them into the next step, which is a virtual reality world, not a real world, but a almost real world, a parallel world coexisting. And people will be enticed initially into this world until you can't do anything without going into it. It will become your real world for you, the only one you'll imagine. And because they've segregated the generations, those who are older, even parents who've just had uh, children for a few years don't notice the indoctrination their own children are getting through their cartoons. They buy them the games to play with. And now you can buy games where you can create your own uh, doppelganger, your double, or, or even a better double than you think you are because you're taught not to be satisfied with yourself. So they go into these games and they can build a composite of the character that they want to be. Look at all the movies that have been churned out of Hollywood. Look at television, of which most folk are glued to most of their lives. Look at the characters they present as stars, movie stars. And around the 60s, they began to all begin to look the same. The males looked all the same. The females looked pretty well all the same. Very little differences in them at all. And part of that was because Hollywood was trying to give you an idealized picture of what we should be. Not real, but an idealized picture. And it's worked so well that many people spend all their money and their credit cards and mortgage their homes to try and look like the ideal character that they see in the movies. It becomes an addiction and a, a neurosis and pretty well a psychosis for some. You can see that their faces are wasted away with so much plastic surgery. But that's what Hollywood is projecting, because everything that comes out of Hollywood, or even television, or advertising, is based on making you feel inadequate. Uh, you worship the heroes because you think they're better than you. They would do things that you would only dream about doing because you'd be too scared to do in reality. So you, you follow these heroes, and they always look like the, the perfected man or woman. And you identify with that. the same thing. We're all different shapes and sizes. So do you see where it's going? The children are getting taught again to go into this thing already, to want it. We have our first cases of children who are addicted to it, they don't want to be in the real world. They want to look perfect, this perfect flawless, no blemishes on on their face and so on, The, the character that they've created for themselves with the perfect friends and the perfect possessions. It's all already here, and this is the agenda to bring us into a matrix system and to make the public want it. For the older people, they'll bring lots of sex into it, of course, and we already know they're going to come out shortly with equipment, which will monitor your... In fact, it's already been declared. It basically works on your brain. It's like a cap you put on your head. And it monitors your brain patterns, but it can also send signals in and stimulate areas of your brain. And you'll have uh, what you will think are fantastic experiences, especially sex-wise, there's no doubt about it. Sex sells, always has, always will, until we're completely altered. And people won't want to come back into the real world. We already have cases of male and females who are addicted to internet sex itself they have no contact with physical people with regards to that subject at all you see where it's going and here's a report from the bbc news it was 11th of december 2007 and it's written by some character up in this particular world where they're creating all the stuff And this is a a form of predictive programming where they tell you a blatant truth, but they don't give it any negative connotations at all. And it's called Exodus to Virtual Worlds Predicted. The appeal of online virtual worlds such as Second Life is such that it may trigger an exodus of people seeking to disappear from reality. And again, here's that term, the holy term, you've been taught as holy, an expert on large scale online games has said. Virtual worlds has seen huge growth since it became mainstream in the early years of this decade, developing out of massive multiplayer role playing games. So it's role playing games, you see. This is, and the online economies in, in some match those of real world countries. Again, a duplicate. The draw is such that they could have a profound effect on some parts of society. Edward Castronova, I love the names he these people, Edward Castronova, associate professor in the Department of Telecommunications at Indiana University, told BBC World Service's Digital Planet program. I think I'm going digital. My guess is that the impact on real world really is going to involve folks disappearing from reality and in a lot of places where we see them, he said. Varying involvement, Dr. Castronova, who's written a book on the subject, one of many, I'm sure there's a whole plethora of them emerging on the shelves right now, written a book on the subject entitled Exodus to the Virtual World. Here we go. We're the slaves escaping into worse slavery here. Uh, to the virtual world, drew parallels to the 1600s when thousands of people left Britain for a new life in North America. This is how they're going to compare it to you. That certainly changed North America, and that's usually what we focus on, but it certainly changed the UK as well, he said. What I try to do in this book is say, listen, even if the typical reader doesn't spend any time in virtual worlds, what is going to be the impact of him on him of people going and doing this and he predicted that everyone will be involved in a virtual environment now here you are everyone that's like everyone will be involved in a virtual environment within ten years although the level of that involvement will vary he said while some people will be colonists I see how the terms are given they are a pioneer the virtual frontier opens up, and off they go and disappear. Others will just use virtual worlds to get together with distant family and friends. As you give presence there, so they're really there as you chat to each other. But he stressed there will be a group of people that spends all their lives there. And that the big question is the size of this group. And I'll be back with more on this particular topic after the following messages. Alan Watt. We're back with cutting through the matrix and exposing this matrix It's pretty well here already. Whenever they announce something that's coming, it's here. And believe you me, there's nothing to iron out. There's no bugs to iron out in it. It's all been done a a while ago. That's how it's always done. We're the last to be told any truth. And we're told through little uh, exposés like this one, the one that's been printed to the BBC and published, and the book that this particular character is... to us, predictive programming. It says here, escape and refuge. The appeal, he said, is not for those in a good job, but for those working low-paid, low-skilled jobs. You know, the losers, he's telling me here. That's what this means. It's like like a fix-up house or, or a handyman special. It means you're a loser. That's what they mean by that. Would you rather be a Starbucks worker or a Starship's captain, he said. Oh, my goodness, what a choice to make. I wonder what what one I'd pick. But he also stressed that since virtual worlds are social, he sees increased interaction in them as a step forward. They're telling you, in other words, that life is so boring, uh, fearful, and and, and awful that people will just love this virtual world. And doesn't this echo exactly the speech that Huxley, Albu Huxley, gave at Berkeley University? You can look into my website. It's on there in the archives in the audio section where he he said that most people are unhappy with their lives. And then he goes on to explain why uh, they could justify basically programming us and running our lives for us and making us happy with drugs or electrical stimuli or something. exact same, because it's the same guys behind it all. This is an old agenda. So this guy goes on to say, this character here, he says... um He also stressed that since virtual worlds are social, they're social, these virtual worlds, everybody's nice, all politically correct, and no blemishes, as I say, so your your eyes won't be offended by a pimple or a wart or something. He says, but he also stressed that since they're social, he sees increased interaction in them as a step forward. Well, yeah, you're you're right. You can move forward to the edge of a cliff very easily. They never explain progress, do they? They just mention the term, this is a step forward. And he also highlighted the difference between seeing them as an escape and as a refuge. Oh, we'll just go into a refuge. You know, the word heaven used to be the refuge, and it came from from a haven. A safe haven is where you brought your ship in from the rough seas. Same old deal, sold on another guy's. And he also highlighted the difference between seeing them as an escape and a refuge. If reality is a bad thing, or reality is a bad thing, and they make sure it is, don't they? and people are going into virtual worlds to reconnect. You're going in to reconnect the trick of the eh, electric. The word you would deploy is refuge. Refuge, he said. We're all refugees going into a virtual world. A father of two spending 90 hours a week in a virtual world because he doesn't like his wife. I would say that's escapism and it isn't anything you would say is good. See the baby talk, it's almost like the child talk. That's how they speak to us now. That's how they they did it in the Soviet Union. It's all here. But if it's a heavy-set girl from a small town who gets victimized just because her body isn't the right kind of body, you know, the Hollywood type, and she was online to make friends because she she can't get a fair shake in the real world, then I would say the virtual world is more of a refuge. It's more of a refuge. Mind you, if you took the wrong kind of dope, they'd be banging on your doors and pulling you off to prison. But this is better, you see. Uh, making you crazy and mad Uh, as long as they control it is better isn't that something boys and girls so there you go a virtual world coming to a place near you and they have a little picture on this particular article of the three boob babes the virtual three boob babes they're all perfect to say there's not a hair out of place there's not not a blemish on the skin they're all, all just so perfect, you see, something you can't have in, in the real world. So we'll see how many refugees there are that escape into this, and, and I do predict there'll be lots of them. And the more they step up, the fear factor, and this is the key to it all, they create our system, they keep us under stress, and people will go into this in droves as predicted. Now we've got Timothy from Massachusetts on the line. Are you there, Timothy?
3: Hey, Alan. Hello. Um, I just wanted to get your comments on um, uh, Hayek's book, The Road to Serfdom, because he Which seems one? to cover a lot of uh, what you discuss. Which book as, is that? Um, the Road to Serfdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just curious because the copy I have is from 44, oh. and I guess one of the NGOs just has this big series out, and they've rediscovered it. Uh-huh. And this book was such a huge hit, supposedly, with um, economists at the time. Uh-huh. And if you read the book, it's really got nothing about that. And it's just completely is, you know, the chapters in there are why do the bad, worse people rise to the top, and, you know, the rule of law. and Yeah. And, you know, it takes a lot of reading to get through it, because, of course, it's, you know, written so sheep like me don't understand it. but um I just was curious if you had read it and uh, what your comments were on it. Well, I I read that
2: and uh, I got that book and a whole bunch of books on similar topics that I I couldn't find, in fact, in the bookstores uh, from a a, a bank that had thrown them all out. And this is for their higher employees. This is actually not a bank, but it was the banking tower where where this main uh, branch of the bank was uh, installed. And, uh, I was they had all of these kind of books there, and that was one of them. And you're quite right, they, they read those ones, uh, at the top of these economic uh, structures. Mm-hmm. Because it's important to understand, um, how their world works for them and how to manipulate even further to the next step. Uh, hold on, we back after the following messages.
3: Okay. You're listening to the Republic
1: Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth.
2: Hi, I'm back with Cutting Through the Matrix, and we're talking to Timothy about a particular book, one of many books published on... Uh, the system, the real system, as it really does exist, uh, not as uh, the way it's promoted through propaganda, which is entertainment, uh, to the general public. And um, you'll find, if you do go through the newspapers, look for book sales, because they're really dumping books like crazy, and they have been for the last 10 years, look for, for books that are being dumped by the big banking uh, foundation. They're, they're towers, really, they headquarters, in cities, because you get an awful lot of stuff there, you, you generally can't get uh, made available to the general public because they're too expensive to buy. Right. You
3: know, uh, some of the books out there, you know, are five hundred dollars even for for a a new copy or a oh, reprint. Because the, uh, the the masses aren't supposed to be reading that stuff. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And you'll find the same thing with some of the books for Bertrand
2: Russell and others of that ilk. There's a foundation. And they, they give out new books, uh, and uh, it'll cost you five, $600 for, for one paperback. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you're not supposed to read uh, the kind of material uh, when they talk to their own peer group. Uh, that's for their peer group, and it's dangerous reading material for the general public, if they can understand it.
3: And I had, um, uh, well, I always get a lot of questions, but, um, I mean, I've you know been doing a lot of reading myself, and I just don't understand really what we're supposed to do. I mean, my only conclusion I've come to is knowing how it works is better than going through life, you know, following your shepherd blindly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Most people are literally going
2: from uh, a conditioned physical world, where they've already been conditioned not to ask questions and not to even notice what's really around them, uh, one virtual reality into another virtual reality. Only this time you'll leave your body behind. Your body is going to be a battery. <laughs> and that's how it will be used. You'll be a robot that they can then use to do any function you wish, and you will never know what's happening. You'll be in the other world, uh, you know, having a great old time to yourself, you think. <laughs> and that's on the cards. Uh, so if they can make people unhappy enough, they'll go towards this in droves. And they already are doing it to the children. There's games there, it says, create a 3D avatar. Hang out with friends. You choose, you make the friends who they are, you create them. Play games, build a home, design and sell things. You know, and pick the car of your dreams. So there are people now who are addicted to this other world, and, and mainly, mainly children. They're addicted to it already. Mm-hmm. So the, the more stress you can, you can uh, pump up in the world... The more people will go into fantasy. That's a, see, fantasy, by its, its nature, is a, a healthy thing, and if it's done in a healthy way, uh, that's what Barra is for. It's also a thinking process. You think through in a different realm of fantasy, where you can consider things you wouldn't even normally consider in a conscious state, because some of them will touch on topics that you don't want to associate yourself with. but Nonetheless. You actually, um, it's like a, a dream. You can do things in a dream you wouldn't normally do in real life. Uh, and, and But through that dreaming process, you're actually learning something about nature itself. So fantasy is a good thing. But like all needs that we have, uh, you'll find the big business and then the government institutions that want to control you um, want to exploit those needs. They, they always exploit a drive or a need uh, to, the, to the maximum and so they're exploiting fantasy have been doing it since the, the advent of books and then followed up by by cinema as they called it and which is just annen is backwards if you speak it in 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 a spoken and well, uh you, you, then it's followed by TV television mm-hmm. so uh, they exploit they exploit your basic natural self their own ends and we don't realize it because we fall into it through a natural inclination but then it's exploited
3: well we're we're, we're trained from the start right absolutely in kindergarten to it, you, you won't question it in kindergarten is the garden of children that they can grow and cut up and put into the bigger salad absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah and then that's what they put you into kindergarten and actually that's
2: where they weed you out yeah, <laughs> you put this, this the, the brighter ones and so on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice talking yeah. to you. Thanks for calling. Bye. Now we got Chris from Texas here. Are you there, Chris? Hello,
1: Chris. Hey, Alan. Yes, go ahead. Hey, uh, good to talk to you, man. Uh, yeah, I just want to put a plug in for your book. For your books, some very, very interesting, uh, very uh, quality material. I got your uh, uh, second book and uh, read it over that, and it's very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, it's,
2: it's different for sure. Yeah.
1: Oh, de- yeah, definitely different. And it's uh, like you said, it really makes you think. And uh, like you, were, you were just talking about like how, you know, fantasy it's a, it's a natural thing. And I think like uh, like the name of the game with these elites is to take everything you know, good and um, you know, co-opt it, turn it yeah. around and use it and mm-hmm. incorporate it into their system. You know, and mm-hmm. and. And I think like, you know, Christianity is, is one thing that they've done and perverted and, and twisted around. And, yeah. and I, I wanted to ask you specifically about, um, you know, you talk about, uh, the Christianity being a, a, you know, a continuum of, you know, the sun God and, and that sort of thing. And, um, my question is, where, where is, the source material for this, because I, I try to research and find out more about it, and I know there's that that Zeitgeist movie that's out, and they they and they kind of they seem to me they're using some nefarious sources. I mean, they quote Masons and uh, you know Peter Frege and Frank Gandy and and their and their work and 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 those those authors you can't find any kind of where they cite any kind of source material. I, I don't understand where. You know, where's uh, I guess my question is: where's the source material? Where's the where are the uh, actual texts that they're uh, going off of for for the, these ideas? You, you can uh, go into the the
2: other holy books, and and it's true you'll find that the the same uh, samenesses, or, or not just similarities, but samenesses to do mm-hmm. with the main hero. It's also in the wording of the ho- see books are books; they're not holy. The message is holy, and it's perverted when you you start worshipping the book. Your perception changes from the message, which is important, to believing everything that's written in that book. Once you believe the book is holy, uh, uh, you don't realize it's it's getting changed with every publication. It's been altered, and you still think it's holy. Uh, And that was a trick, of course, they've played down through the ages, even when they wrote it by hand. And put them in the temples of Alexandria and other places. It wasn't the only place. Alexandria was only one of many, and they all had copies of the same handwritten scripts. So nothing was ever lost. But, but we know that in the coding of the Bible itself, if you read them, you, you always find that God is the Most High God. He, he does now. The Most High God is the Sun, and and when he's at in mid mid summer, he's at the highest. He's the Most High God. You have all these terms there, and if you look at, into the original. And you can still get them from Britain, the original books of the King James Bible. You'll, you'll find the introduction by the printers uh, promoting the book and giving a praise to King James. And it says right in there, to the Most High, you are the Sun, the capital S-U-N. And he also calls him a scion. It's got all that all the terminology in there. And the previous queen was called that occidental star. It's full of coding through it for those who understand it. And, and, so, and it's true enough, um, now in ancient Egypt, they used to have ten symbols of the zodiac. And they had the sun who went through the ten symbols. And later in Ptolemy's day, they put up to twelve symbols. Uh, and the zodiac has always changed too, because even the ecliptic that we go around, this wobble the earth has, has, has brought in extra constellations that weren't there before. So, even even the wobble of the earth wasn't
1: always the same. I am trying to find the the parallels. Uh, I know that, you know, you you can only find them
2: by going through the actual books, looking at the stories of the hero figure, the terms Uh that he's called, the the miracles that he does, and and how many disciples he has around him. It's always the same. They die at midwinter because the sun dies, technically speaking. It goes east to the south. It can't go back up to the west again and set. And so that's the death. That's midwinter. And after right, three I, days I of hanging. I, I know. I
1: know what you're saying, but I don't see those. I mean, in the uh, in the in the Christian religion, I understand there's there's twelve disciples and yeah. and when you go on when you're talking about these this occult uh, the knowledge and mm-hmm. um, you know the more I look into it, they have. Uh, uh, Allegories and symbols for just about every animal, every number. That's right. That's so right. So you could you could basically um, overlay that over just about anything, and and get uh, uh, a kind of a, a meaning or a. Uh, uh, that's that's kind of what I, what I see now. It's kind yeah, of almost wait, like. Wait, what
2: you're what is you see if 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 it's trying to 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 justify a belief, uh, then that's called faith. Uh uh-huh. And you understand, there's no amount of proof or evidence or logic is going to change that, because faith isn't isn't founded upon uh, provable fact.
1: That's why right, it's but I'm, faith. But I'm asking for sources, and, and that's you, you and, literally and you, will have you to cite, go, uh, yeah, the go, in, go into people.
2: the comparative religions books, especially the ones. They had a awful lot of really good, big, thick ones, hundreds of pages that were sold at the beginning of the 1900s. You'll pay a fair dollar for them, but that's mm-hmm. your fastest way to get to the actual parts that you want to find.
1: Do you have any material um, uh, that you've yourself that, that goes into this more, like... Um, I know not, you- not, not too much more, because it's, it's all been done before.
2: It's all been done before, and really it's up to the individual, as I say, to seek out comparative religions, especially the older books. Mm-hmm.
1: And that, I, I'm looking, but I just don't, I don't see anything. I, I mean, I see, uh, I, you know, they say that the Horus and Osiris and that, yeah, yeah, that, it's that all the, 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 either, th- the thing but, is the, what uh, you're looking to... at
2: is right in front of your face, right? Uh-huh. It's right in front of your face. The, the oldest legend you have is about uh, Nimrod and his wife Semiramis, and then the son uh, became Tammuz. And, and yet the same story with, with with Osiris and his wife Isis, who's this, always his sister wife, and, and the the son uh, Horus again. Uh, the they Lord,
1: say he was born of a virgin, but it's uh, all the same actually...
2: stories. It's all the same stories. It's exactly. over and over again, and uh-huh. that cannot be denied. But, it cannot uh, be denied. The, you know.
1: The only problem is I don't. As where's the um, citations? I know that there's. I mean, we have those, um, you know, that, 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 material, the writings, you know, the book of the dead and, and so on and so forth. Yep. But, um, it, why, why don't they go ahead and let that stuff out? And, and they're clearly wanting to, to get beyond Christianity and get to this new worldly religion. Mm-hmm. Um, why do they put people out like, uh, Freak and Gandhi and, and these people who don't cite sources? I don't understand that. Well, they'll, they'll do it at the right
2: time. At the moment, America, who's had the heaviest dose of religion for a purpose, huh? um, uh, eventually America, the U.S., whose function will be over, and all that was hidden will be revealed. Uh, and, and you'll find a whole bunch of books will be given out to the public then with all, all the data that you're looking for um, if you cannot find it yourself.
1: Is that why it, it, it is there. I mean, you, you uh, can't the, deny the
2: similarity after similarity, and and I won't get into the, the religious disputes because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. But if you can't see the similarities, uh, it is available um, in the comparative religious studies. It's,
1: it's yeah, all, I'm looking, but I just, I just haven't. I, I don't. I mean, I keep hitting dead ends, and I'm, I'm looking at this up, and they're saying, well, this is, this is well, paralleling. is we'll look into the and, part of religion,
2: but spend the bucks on the old books. Spend the dollars on the old books, and you'll have to do the work to go through them. Because if you yourself, you're, you're going to have to convince.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The battle is okay. inside yourself, you see.
1: Right. Okay?
2: Thanks yep. for calling. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And now we've got red one from Amman, Jordan. Are you there, red one? Hello. Yes. Hello.
0: Hello. Go ahead. Peace be upon you, Alan. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. I said peace be upon you. Pardon? Pardon? I said peace be upon you. Ah, peace be upon you too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How are you doing? I'm. I'm.
2: Well, I'm complaining that we're not getting our share of global warming here. If they moved all the snow up to the North Pole, it, it would be back as it used to be. If it if took it from my back <laughs> garden
0: here, that's how much snow okay. I have. <laughs> I'll do some publication for you. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, actually, about global warming, yeah. I've, I immigrated, me I'm and my family, to Jordan, and I've been uh, actually observing the skies for about 10 months now,
2: uh-huh.
0: and I actually cannot... Any chemtrails? Could you explain this? You, you may be
2: getting it um, at night. That's one possibility. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know that they used to do it uh, in, in some parts of the world, in some parts of Australia too. They were getting heavily dosed during the day. They complained, and of course, they decided to do it at night instead. Or else they were doing it outside the cities, and the prevailing winds would bring it across. Uh, the okay. only way you can really tell uh, are the, the... If you've been watching it for 10 years or more and you remember what clouds used to like, look like, you can now identify the new fake ones as they come over because they have strange strands attached to them and and, and even the shade uh, of, of uh, whiteness is different in them. Um, so okay. but so most it's of hard the to time say if they're strange, right? Oh, Yes, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I said most of the time it's a really clear blue sky, no, no uh, clouds at all. Uh huh. Eighty yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. And have you noticed uh, any any difference
2: in your temperatures at all?
0: Yes, some people uh, are are saying that actually the temperatures are not normal anymore. Yes. So it should be colder than uh, it was was in the the past. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's maybe warming, but I don't know what the reason for that
2: could be. Yeah, well, we do go through through cycles of warming and cooling over, sometimes over a 100-year periods. Mm -hmm. And people forget that even during the Crusades uh, in the Middle Ages, there, were, there was 200 years of the, of the highest heat ever, where even back in Europe they didn't build house with fireplaces because it didn't, they couldn't have fires in their home. It was too warm. That they had to cook outside. And then it began to cool again, and they had heavier snows over the winters. And so we go back and forth like this. People have been taught that temperature is supposed to be always the same every year. It's not. It never was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're using this as an excuse, of course, but uh, they, they are uh, certainly spraying the skies over Canada and the States. Even California is getting it heavily. And some contacts in China now are telling me they're now seeing the spray as well. Some teachers have told me this. Uh, hold on, and we'll talk about it after these messages. Okay. And we've read one from a man, Jordan, on the line here, talking about uh, this lack of spraying in his particular area. And I I know that China initially hadn't been done. Some of the countries that did not sign um, the Open Sky Treaty were not being sprayed. But even the countries in Europe, like Switzerland, that didn't sign it uh, are getting stuff coming in from other countries now, so they can't even escape it. And one of the symptoms I noticed here is even when the sky was blue, uh, around the horizon, uh, there's a white haze all along the horizon. And, and that was another telltale sign that the polymer-type mix, which is very, almost like uh, uh, looking through polythene, clear polythene, uh, was in the, the, the air. So I don't know if you've noticed anything like that at all.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but could it not be that because uh, this is... Um, the capital city of Jordan and King and some other elitists are living here. Are it, getting could, it, could
2: very well be, it could very well be because that whole area is going to be uh, built up. It already is up and through the Gulf. They're going to build and build all the way up uh, right into that area as a, a new wealthy, a new place for the wealthy, ultra-elite of the world to live in, in the next 10, 15 years as the Western world goes downhill. So that could be possible.
0: Okay, because uh, I heard you saying this in one of your blurbs, uh, one of your radio shows. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because of the huge, uh, the building of the huge airports. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, lots um, of, uh, and even Halliburton uh, took up from Texas and, and moved over to to Dubai, I think it was. he went to. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of plans for for the Middle East uh, completely and a lot of the Arabic countries uh, to do with the wealthy building the brand new cities. And as I say, it makes perfect sense uh, as 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 Europe starts to go down. They're they're projecting riots uh, and stuff here because eventually the food and everything will go out of sight. Fuel will be be, um, so expensive we can't afford it. So the whole way of living is to be brought down in the Western world and they want a a, a refuge for themselves to go. They'll use our tax money to build it, of course, for themselves, as they always have in the past.
0: Yeah, because I I see that the government is changing from the dollar to to the euro. One of those uh, signs is that they are changing their police cars from American brand to German brand.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, and again, all that was predicted a long time ago by the ones who planned it. So nothing will come as a surprise, although they'll tell the public it's a period of instability. But in reality, it was all planned this way. Uh, the big boys would never, ever sign the GATT Treaty and all the other treaties to give all their industry away to China uh, without foreseeing what was going to happen down the road. So it's all planned together, of course. We're already under a global system.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, I would come go back to the main subject of this radio show was the brain chip mm-hmm. virtual reality brain chip yeah yes um, i had I had a theory I wanted to share with you Would you like me to tell it in short Sure, yeah sure. <clears throat> I've been studying uh, the religion and then I tried to um, get the factual uh, facts actually into it then I found out that actually the history is always repeating itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right in that. In fact, we could talk about that next week. And I've certainly okay. called you back, by the way. I will do it. I'm so far behind and stuff. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> from Hamish myself. Um,
0: but if you give me your number, I can try to get a hold of you. I because, will do. Uh,
2: I will do. And, that, and that's the okay. music now for the end. So from Hamish myself is good night. And may a God or your gods be with you.